And I saw uh, Peter Capaldi in the shop today. You saw Doctor really? Who in Waitrose. Well, Whoa. is he? No, but okay. There's a debate here. There's is he Doctor Who? Yes, because, uh, yeah, because he's a time traveller. Ah, uh, and so therefore he could have been. You could be seeing him while he was the Doctor. I, I loved Peter Capaldi and I loved him as Doctor Who mm-hmm. and as Malcolm Tucker. He was wearing sunglasses in the supermarket though. Nothing says star, have a look at me, like I'm wearing sunglasses indoors, does yeah. it? Not yeah. a Stevie Wonder fan. When it's snowing <laughs> outside. Yeah. I think that's the most exciting thing that's going to be talked about on this programme, so we might as well all go home now. Right, OK, I'm fine <laughs> This that. is Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. Welcome along to Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. I'm Brian Luff and I'm here with the exceptionally broad-minded Mr James Shakeshaft (laughs) and the disappointingly underqualified Georgina Salby. Thank you very much. (laughs) Joining us today are comedian Jenny Collier and our music guest is Nathan Lochran. We will be hearing from uh, a little bit later on a couple of songs from Nathan. Pressing the buttons in the box this week is George Perks. George. Hello. George, what happened to Adam? Has he been sacked? <laughs> he wasn't wearing a plaid shirt like uh, James Nice. We didn't let No, him. OK, didn't get the memo. OK, OK. okay. Hi. Hi, so, George. Uh, yeah, so we've got the B team on this week then. Just as good as you. <laughs> Speak better, for yourself. Is for no, I'm only joking, George. I'm only joking. So let's kick this off straight away with uh, things you wouldn't tell your mother. Things you wouldn't tell your mother. Yes, if you've never heard this uh, podcast before, what we like our uh, guests to uh, tell us is a story that they would tell us, a story that they would tell you, or the story <laughs> they wouldn't in a thousand years tell their mother, or indeed any close loved one. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. I know I've got a story. So what I've been doing recently is drinking less booze than I used to, because it's kind of the new year, and trying mm-hmm. to be a bit good. But what I've done instead of drinking is I've got myself a little, little gambling addiction. Oh, oh no! <laughs> okay. Online or live? Online. Oh. Online, Which Excellent. is, you can do from your pyjamas. Yes. Yeah. Very dangerous. Yes. If you're rich enough, you can do that for, in a casino in your pyjamas. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you've yeah. been to Vegas, people I'm wear never worse. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to be rich the way that I'm playing though. I'm playing so is it the horses you like? Or? No, it's the instant win games. Oh. Monopoly Gold is... A cruel mistress. You play Monopoly. Mm. Except it's just one where you got like seven rolls of the dice. And, and then you have to go around the... I don't understand you go around this the board. at all. You go around the board. And you're playing against the computer and obviously the house always wins. I am such an idiot for getting sucked in because I know full well that I'm not going to yeah. make money from it. And also people have said to me, well, maybe it's cheaper than booze, but actually I can get drunk on a fiver. Oh. And <laughs> my first day playing Monopoly Gold... <gasps> Uh-oh. I spent quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you can share with us. Can you? Well, You're not obliged to. <laughs> I do was it, was, was it over a hundred? This is Gamblers Anonymous. No, is no. it modern London yeah. prices to buy these properties? <laughs> Did you get a mortgage? Are you like, spent a couple of mil? Um, no, no, no. And like so, it's two pounds per game. Right. I put forty pounds into the internet. And you walked away with a cool. Tenpence. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. But, but in, so what happens while you're doing it is you win loads. 
in the meantime, but not enough to make you walk away. Um. Just enough to keep you like, oh, next time. Yes, yes. Time. And so um, then I spoke to my sister and she was like, you've got to put a cap on it. Yeah. So now I've put it so I can only pay £10 per week. But when <laughs> it comes to the day that I'm allowed to pay the money... I wait till midnight and I'm like watching the minutes. <gasps> it's, like, oh. it's so bad. And my mum always like will like expect the worst of everything. She's like extremely negative. And so she'll just assume that I'm going to be like uh, homeless within the yes. week. Whoa. So, yeah. As you're yeah, returning, my done. advice to you is start drinking again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You feel so guilty as well because you'll be like, oh, at Christmas we used to play Monopoly. I didn't think it would end like this. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I teach you how to play Monopoly? (laughs) (laughs) And it's so much better than the actual game because the actual game takes so long. I don't think I've ever known the full rules. But this will also similarly make you fall out with your family members. (laughs) What what, um, Do you get to choose your piece? Yes. That's the one thing that you have power over. (laughs) (laughs) And what are you? Different one every time because oh. um, it doesn't matter. One of them hasn't been lucky so far. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because every yeah, every family has its own rules from the actual mm. board game Monopoly, don't they? I mean, wh- did anyone ever finish a game of Monopoly ever in their household? I can't remember no, ever not finishing. Like, we used to literally play till we all got bored, rigid, yeah, and then just stop and all wander away from it. <laughs> and someone else used to pack it up and it used to go back in the cupboard again. I th- yeah. gather dust. We. In my small families, I'm just an only child. We'd play, and then it would just get to a point where, like, just the step. My stepdad was just winning. He was a financial <laughs> advisor. He fucking knew the. He, knew, he was in. He, with knew the, the he was like, "I'll be the bank," and then always <laughs> won. Yeah. My wife is from. She's got uh, two brothers and sisters, and they fought. Like their monopoly games would last a couple of days, days, and end with someone <laughs> flipping the board. <laughs> In a rage. I just used to love the money. The Do you know, while we're on the subject of, of gambling, to my great shame, I have to admit that about 10 years ago when I was freelancing as a, as a TV director, I did some work for a channel called Gala Bingo. Right? Oh, yeah. The TV channel. <laughs> and one of the things I... And it was a horrible job. Oh, it was horrible. But one of the things I learnt while I was working for Gala was that when you play online bingo, right... And you sit there for, I don't know, say 10 minutes for a game and you watch the numbers come out one after the other and you say, oh, I hope number 11 comes out or oh, I hope number 9 comes out. It's all a complete waste of time because the computer generates all of the numbers at the beginning of the game just with a flash like mm-hmm. that. So it already knows whether yeah. you've won yeah. or lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh. it lets you then sit there mm-hmm. for 10 minutes or so while it, it teases you yeah. into wondering whether you've won or lost. Yeah. And I found that quite shocking, Ooh. actually, because at least when you play bingo in a room with a caller, he's mm. pulling the balls out mm-hmm. and it is yeah, actually yeah, yeah. genuinely random, but not with online bingo. Isn't it's that shocking. It's yeah. an, an element of the bingo as well, hearing the number and dabbing it properly, yes. like when you've got multiple yeah. cards. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. The skill of doing that, if you're doing that on the computer, you can, you've got all the time in the world to find your number. But then I have an argument that there is no real skill in gambling online. You would probably disagree with me on that, especially with the football results. But I can't imagine... Is there any skill involved with Monopoly? Absolutely not. No, it's it's exactly as as you say about the... um, It's all randomly done. And so each game, each number that goes with the game tells you whether you win or lose. And the thing that you have in your mind is, well, some people win. (laughs) At one point when I was playing, I had to roll a six or an eight and I would have won five grand and rolled a seven. 
So the, the oh, square in between the two. And so I'm there going like, oh, it's really close. But yes. actually, it's just the computer going, yes. Round about, that same, with you. about that same time I did that little job for, for Gala, I also worked on the um, British Poker Championships as well as a, as a director. Now, there is skill there. And one of the things I learned about that was that if you go online at about, say, 10 o'clock at night to play online poker, then the people that are going to beat you are not just people that are playing for fun. They're professional poker players. And some of them have 10 or 12 different screens and they're playing like 10 or 12 games all at the same time on different computers. Mm. And as soon as they see someone is good, they just pull out of the game and they whittle it down and whittle it down until they're only playing against people that are obviously rubbish. And then they beat them. All of these things that now is is any of this sinking in now? All of yeah. Are, are you are you now beginning to wish that you were not a, a terrible gambling addict? I've I've wished it since the moment <laughs> I put my bank details in. Um, so so yeah. do, you, do you have any other stories that you wouldn't tell your mother that don't involve gambling? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's a story that I wish I hadn't told my mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. I did my Edinburgh show last year and it had a bit of a ru- quite a few rude moments. And um, my mum came to the show and she was like, I'd rather you didn't have that bit in. And it's weird because you can tell it to an audience and yes. it's yeah. fine. But when your mum's there, or and you'd never say it to one person individually, or if you did, yeah. they'd be like, why are you telling me this? But when you can tell a room of 60 people, mm-hmm. they're like, this is fine. Yes. Um, so just... Um, I don't. I couldn't even say it now. Actually, yeah, too, too <laughs> rude. <laughs> but if it's got joke, like it could be yeah, made it's up. Got jokes it's it. got jokes, so that's why you're doing it. But also, mm. it could be made up. Yeah. Do you think stand-up yeah. comedy is basically confessional? Yeah, I think it it can be because you just um, say stuff that you can't normally say, and it's you get a lot of uh, it's quite cathartic. James, do you think it's confessional? Why do you do it? Uh, I like making people laugh. And the applause at the end. <laughs> so, so it's not like lying on a psychiatrist couch for you. Not unless they're going to clap me at the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they tend not to. Well, they all say, and don't they? They shouldn't laugh. Yeah, dance like no one's watching, and podcast like your mother won't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, my mother does not listen to this. No. Uh, she's ninety-five. And she doesn't even know what a podcast is. So we're safe. <laughs> we're completely safe. Okay, thank you for that. Let's move on to uh, Georgina's enjoyable world of knowledge. Georgina, what have you got for us on your lovely, enjoyable world of knowledge this week? Two things I learned about vending machines this week. Ooh. One, that um, in Singapore, they used to, but they've stopped doing them now, unfortunately, because someone got in contact with me about it. But in Singapore, you used to be able to buy mashed potato from vending machines. I think that's a brilliant idea. Mashed potato? Mashed potato. Is it in packets, or did you, like, go along <laughs> with your own bowl? <laughs> that like be, a cone no, just, be great. <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. No, but I, I love the idea of mashed potato, and I'm just wondering what... I, because in Britain, we tend to have just, like, chocolate and crisp and things in packets, and I'm thinking it'd be really great to get, like, soup in, a mas- in like, a vending machine. But in France, they, they go one above everyone else because they have a vending machine in Paris that uh, vends poetry. Uh, now that's you? very civilised, but also slightly annoying. <laughs> yeah. Slightly, well, fuck off. 
Honestly, what, do you choose what sort of poem? Can you have, like, I'll have a haiku. Oh, we're going to run out of haikus. Yeah, yeah no. No, I want an epic. And then does it get stuck? And it's like, oh, no, someone tried to get one out earlier and it got stuck, so I've got two fucking epics now. Do you want an epic? Do you want an epic? What would you like to be able to get out of a, a vending machine then, Jane? I lived in Japan. Oh, so... they do vending machines so well in Japan. I had a tin of Fanta that had jelly in it. Whoa. In from my vending machine. Now vending machines on every corner. You get yes. hot drink. You get hot can of coffee from a vending machine. Nice. You get hot cold. Can of a hot can of coffee. Doesn't it scorch your hands when you pick it up? Oh, it's nice and warming on a winter's day. Oh. Um, yeah. Cars. Uh, you can get a car out of a vending machine in Japan. Saw that recently in the paper. Yeah, is, that a ti- is that a toy no, car? No, 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 an actual no. car where you can... They've designed can... a special building where you choose yeah. what car you want and to test drops. drive and it literally goes round the system and oh, it comes okay. out, goes onto the side and then there's a lift that brings it down to the floor and it vends the car Whoa. for you. Oh, yeah, I've been in a restaurant where you order your food on a vending machine, this really good curry place, and yeah. you order your food and you're like, I want curry, I want chicken on it, I want rice... Stick an egg on it. Are you a fan of the vending machine, Jenny? Uh, I am. I do. I love. But not addicted. Not, not addicted. The money. <laughs> no, I mean, sorry. if there was a poetry vending machine, you I would win have to... every time. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've heard about a bad vending machine. It might have been in Japan mm. that I heard of it. Where, and I heard about it because I know a girl who used to provide some of the stuff that went into it. Yes. Oh, I've heard of it. Are those true? Are those actually true, though? I think because there's, like, I always one. There's, there's like, a couple was, in Tokyo, and that's about it. It was like a fallacy it. that they ever existed. In, I think in the... I whoa, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, yeah. yeah. What, what, um, what are so you what talking about? I thought it was, was um, used pants in a little um, bowl, like a Kinder Egg. Mm. Yeah. Wait, you open it and it's used ladies' knickers. Yes. And she used to use the knickers? No, she... Oh, yes, yeah. So she made, like... Fifty quid a pair of uh, pair of pants. Was there fifty pounds for wearing something pants? Something really ridiculous. How long do you have to wear them for? Oh, that, quite yeah, a that's long the time. Thing. Oh, quite a. Do you have so to it's visibly like a... have worn them. I skitters. So. <laughs> I so, yeah. Skitters. Oh, I do, well, I don't know about that, but I believe you have to. You have to. <laughs> You have to have a hectic day in them. Right. <laughs> so what you could do... Is it only women's pants or can you get men's pants as well? I would think you... there's only women. No. Would women a... wouldn't buy <laughs> men's pants. Men what might. You... Hello? They might. Men no, they wouldn't. <laughs> just because no. you wouldn't, Georgina. It's just a huge no. Come on, we have to collect them off bathroom floors and put them in laundry bags. <laughs> we you, really you don't, don't want to vending You don't have to do that, that Georgina. No one really... No, 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 no. I don't want a mountain of pants album? where I can see them. I don't. It's the European official surplus mountain of pants in our bathroom and I get rid of them on a sort of monthly basis. <laughs> With fire. <laughs> now, this is a great idea. I wonder if anyone else has done this. I learnt this week that a man in China bought a first-class plane ticket and used it sh- simply to eat a year's worth of free meals at the VIP lounge by simply going in, cancelling his ticket, r- but making changing the date on it, but staying in to eat. And he ate like that for a year before they sussed him. That Legend. Is very, Isn't that very clever. genius? Yes. yes. But thinking- there must have been a, a high turnover of staff. 
to not for someone to not actually pick that or up. Or did he have like a, a an array of disguises? <laughs> that would be lovely. Got, I once got turned away from a club because I was too young. Came back later with a cut with my hair in a bun and a cardi on. Let me in. So he probably ah, did that. Yeah, what, like yeah? a little old lady. <laughs> <laughs> the Zimmer frame. Yeah, go, oh yeah, I remember the past. <laughs> Look, it was the fashion in Wales. How dare you? What to be old? <laughs> Make, You've got a bun it? and a cardigan yes, and yes. a little brooch. Oh, I would have thought that that would <laughs> that be is... as suspicious yeah, yeah, no, as someone yeah, yeah. who looks no, under No, a eyes. bun and a cardigan is the international symbol for <laughs> I'm over 18. It's a well-known okay. fact. I guess it is. Um, and also, um, I found out this week as well about an anaesthetic, and they're very proud of this. They've just developed an anaesthetic that works on people, but it also works on plants. And I'm trying to think, is that for when you're chopping them to make a soup or something, that you have to anaesthetise it first? Why would anyone anaesthetise well, a plant? Well, we've got a, a, a big umbrella plant in our living room, and I always feel a bit guilty when I snip that, just in case it hurts. Yes. So maybe you're supposed to give it a bit of anaesthetic before you... Tr- or maybe before you trim do the it. hedge. Before you trim the hedge, maybe you're supposed to anaesthetise... I can't say it. Anaesthetise. 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 I don't know. a hedge. It depends whether you believe that plants feel pain or not, doesn't it? Because in the olden days, they just used to have to get them drunk (laughs) (laughs) before they took a cutting. What are we going to do? Because more and more people are being vegan and vegetarianists. And then now, if plants feel pain, what are we going to eat? Exactly. Fruitarianism. There's nothing left. They only eat stuff that has already fallen from the tree. Oh, as in it's been discarded. Yeah. Like a hair. You're eating a like a hair. No. A tree's poo. Oh, not like a no, hair. Like a, not, not, no, not like a rabbit hair, as in a hair from your head. You could eat that because it's, yeah, okay. In fact, if you could prove that a, that a plant feels more pain than, say, a pig, then <laughs> it might be more uh, kind to be uh, a meat eater than to be a vegetarian. How um, do you, as care? you know, exactly. the pig. What you're feeding the pig. Oh, that's true. Plants. Yeah. But I'm anaesthetising the plants. Where yeah, are they yeah, getting yeah. the anaesthetic from? I'm anaesthetising an- the plants. From, that's not exact. <laughs> Where are they getting the anaesthetic from, though? Of the plants. They've obviously developed it from a plant. Well, and also, how do you know that a plant has been anaesthetised? Because he gets a bloody oh, review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly yeah, on, moving from, on. Plant, from drunk plants. Yes. A company claim that they will record events that have already happened. So I was I was clicking on I like to go on the weird and wonderful exhibitions that happen around the world and this one is modern technology and a company and I clicked on their link said we will record events in your life that have already happened and I thought I'm interested in that there's probably a few memories I'd like to go back and see just for just I'm for not, the crowd I'm not following this at all no. how do they do it is exactly. it like a reconstruct like 999 the TV show Oh, I don't know that, that one. That is a... They get actors cuts. to play yeah, members of your like family. Yeah, like Crime Watch. No, no, no. No one dies. <laughs> <laughs> nine, Michael... nine, why don't I know the show? It was, it was Michael the Burke. Yeah, the Michael 90s. Burke, yeah. 999, no one died. Well, no, that was kind oh, of right. the unofficial what oh, they were right. singing. It was basically, it was, yeah, Michael Burke presented... Terrible things that happen to people. <laughs> right. I didn't realise it was going to get dark, so that's why I went for a walk by the cliffs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh mm. excellent. And there was an electric 
through a fence and I couldn't see it because of the dark. And then I... With reconstructions? Yes. So is this how they're going to do this thing then, Georgina? They're going to find actors, play members of your family, people that you've encountered oh. during your lifetime? That would be brilliant and I love it if that was the solution they had come up with. Mm. Unfortunately not. I was so disappointed. All it is, is they've developed a small camera mm. that you wear on a necklace around your neck. That's... So everything in your life is recorded. That's a massive and if there's letdown. a and if there's something you want to remember, you can rewind and keep it and you can upload it to the cloud as a memory. That's... But it's already been invented, hasn't it? Like police yeah. wear things like that. That's and just if... recording things yes, that are <laughs> happening. That's not recording something that has already happened. I know. That is just doing what already... They're just... Lying. That's lying. That is lying. They're simply lying. I know, they are. I want to record me going to see Bowie at uh, Glastonbury 2001. I know. But if you've been wearing this camera, you see... You I didn't go. I didn't go. <laughs> but I want to fucking see it. If they're for coming with these lies, I'll come with my lies. Okay, in, thi in this respect, you would have to get an actor to play all those parts. It'd be quite expensive if you oh, did the whole of Blastonbury. <laughs> what a show. Think of all the unemployed actors you'd yeah. employ briefly for a day Cast to get them the thousands. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Who would play your... Um, uh, who will play you in, in the uh, reconstruction of your... What was one of your events? Oh, gosh, one of my... No, I'd go right back to school. I would go right... On the first day of school, uh, I went into school and my mum used to make all my clothes oh. and on my first day of school, my skirt just simply fell straight to the floor and I laughed it off and started telling jokes because of it and I was completely mortified. I would love to see me getting out of my skirt being on the ground. That's the memory I would I'd go like back to see to. My very first day at school, <laughs> I walked up to the first kid I saw in the playground and punched him. It's not, <laughs> it's not prison. No. That's prison rules. There's a reason. Was it in a white supremacist gang? There is a reason. I was only four years old and I thought, you know, let's play. I, I need to find someone to play with. And you know that kids like kind of pretend to have fights, you know. No. So I walked up to this kid and pretended to punch him. Yes. But, but actually punched him and, oh. and almost knocked him out. So you put one of theirs in the hospital? Did yeah, they no, put one no, of yours in the morgue? No, he was fine. But I, I had to ring my mother about 10 minutes after she dropped me off on my first day at school. He's just lamped somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Walked up and randomly punched someone. So you punched someone. I did a striptease. Anyone, what? anyone can up that on their first day of school. Any, anyone, you, any offers? I have a, I have a physical scar from my first day of school. Not a mental one like you two. <laughs> um, I I fell over playing hopscotch on my own oh, on a, on the gravel and cut my knee. And then I remember about a week in, I opened it up inadvertently with some stickle bricks. <laughs> and I've never touched stickle bricks since. I hate them. I hate stickle bricks. And I was bleeding. Because little short grey, you know, the little sh grey shorts. And opened up my knee. I've still got the scar to this day. George, George in the box. Any awful memories of first day at school? I didn't really go. I hated it that much. <laughs> well, you didn't go to, to school. No. You knew you were going to hate it. No, my awful memories are just sort of crying on the way to school and being sent home again. <laughs> no, but George, that's just sad. Did yeah. someone hit you True, on your first day? It's supposed to give us amusing and entertaining content. <laughs> no, just uh, yeah, just truancy, really. On oh, no, stop, stop. It's just it's too upsetting. Nathan, any, any terrible memories of first day at school? Oh, it's, I, I feel I might 
may have been so traumatic I blanked it all out. I can barely, <laughs> yes. barely remember my first day at school. But it's uh, with the reverb, it sounds scary anyway. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I love that. <laughs> and that's probably a really convenient time yeah. to uh, bring in Nathan. Nathan Lochran. likes you everybody hates you nobody likes you everybody hates you nobody likes you everybody hates you you're a ref giving a goal to the other side you're a war criminal that lied at his trial you're a cheating boyfriend on jeremy kyle You've root career in a swimming pool You're Michael Gove at a state school You're a Sun reporter in Liverpool Nobody likes you, everybody hates you Nobody likes you, everybody hates you Selling in the banking sector, your dinner out with Hannibal Lecter, a visit from an Ofsted inspector. You're the rising cost of tuition fees, you're an immigrant in the home counties, you're a TV presenter from the 70s. Nobody likes you, everybody hates you. Nobody likes you, everybody hates you. Nobody likes you, everybody hates you 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 To at the moment. To um, oh dear. Yes. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm here as. I'm here as in two guises, really. One is the singer with the reverse. Uh, we have a new single coming out on the 22nd of February. We're doing a launch event at the Fiddler's Elbow. Um, but I'm also here as my solo alter ego, ego, alter ego, Nat the Hammer. So you can kind of think of it as having two musical guests, albeit two musical guests that sound remarkably similar. <laughs> <laughs> Are you touring at all this year? We will be touring this summer. We're hoping to have an album out with the reverse in the summer and we're planning a bit of a tour, a UK tour, uh, to coincide with that. I'm not sure yet of the release date, but as I say, um, new single coming out end of this month. Cool. Well, we'll have another song from uh, Nathan uh, later on in the programme. Coming up next, it's Desert Island Don'ts. <laughs> Yes, it's that part of the programme where we like to talk about what is the last thing in the world that you would want to take with you to a desert island. It's desert island discs in reverse, if you will. Georgina, what's the last thing in the world that you would want to take to a desert island? OK, the last thing I'm taking to a desert island is familiar furniture bruisers. 
<laughs> so I'll explain ah. that further. This is items of furniture that have been where I live or where I know where they are in the room. Spatially, I'm aware of the table, I'm aware of the coffee table, and yet I still walk into them. And I always, about 80, well, always, about 89 to 90% of the time, have a bruise on my thigh or on my shin from tables or drawers or cabinets that I know exist and are there. Why is that? Why do what I, that's why I'm not taking into the desert mm -hmm. island because there won't be cupboards and there won't be tables and there won't be chairs and I won't have bruises. No, but you'd bump into things like tree stumps, wouldn't you? And, mm. and coconuts, coconuts, <laughs> slow moving turtles, rocks, rocks on the beach. I mean, what? the fact that it's not there's no furniture wouldn't help if you're drawn to bump into things. I won't bump into them until I know that they're there and they're a constant. So something like a coconut coming in and out or on the seashore, I won't bump into. Something, it would appear, would have to have been there for at least 15 years for me to, to not register it so and bump into what's it. What's the most common point of impact? I can tell you exactly the most common point of impact. It's here on my thigh and it's the dining room table. <laughs> it's the dining room table. It's been there for 20 years and I still walk into it makes me very angry and I'm not taking it to a desert island. Got any bruises from similar impacts to that, Joe? I took off... Uh, I, was at, I went to stay at my mum's after she'd done some rejigging of some furniture and she'd moved this glass-top table into the hallway. I was walking past and I hit the corner on my thigh and just... You know, like the magic trick where they whip the, um, the tablecloth from underneath yeah. all that? It was like that... But it went horribly wrong <laughs> with loads of shattered glass. It's like the end of the omen. I haven't seen the omen. <laughs> well, isn't there a bit in the omen where the glass smashes or cuts his head off or something? That's it. Comes off the back of a truck, which is very much like spoiler. 999. That's yeah. one. Spoiler oh, alert! Spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Everyone dies in the 999. omen. Someone didn't die. There was Nobody one, the, died. The one I remember from 999 is the guy, he's driving along behind the flatbed truck with all the scaff in it. And the scaff comes oh. out and shunk oh. all the way through oh, yeah, him. Yeah, 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 he yeah, didn't yeah. die. Great films. Mm. My favourite horror. Jenny, are you inclined to walk into things? Um, no, well, just me. <laughs> no, I just, I've just moved into a, house, a brand new house yesterday. And the door to my room doesn't open the whole way it bumps into a wardrobe ah but i don't you don't know that when you're yes. outside and you kick it open you've got um your arms full of your electronic equipment mm. and so i had my laptop and balanced on it my phone tower and of power. I, what, hey? a tower of power I call that <laughs> exactly and then i kind of push the door open then it just bounces back everything <sighs> over the floor right thank goodness i didn't have a coffee on the go as well. Nathan, right. you must be constantly bumping into things in the hazardous world of rock and roll. Especially as there's two of us. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a very hazardous world. Bumping into things, bumping into drummers, usually, other musicians. Uh, yeah. Are they the slowest moving of the musician? Well, the they, have, they have the, the most instruments to carry, so carrying various um, yeah. drums back and forth to venues in the back of taxis. And yes, it can be a, it can be a very... Uh, have you ever fallen off the stage? No, nearly, I think. That's happened a few times. Not 
No, not quite. Not falling around rock on and roll stage. is always slightly disappointing, isn't it? I wanted that story to be, yeah, I fell off the stage, I broke okay. both my legs, I couldn't do the tour. You know, rock and roll is never quite as exciting as you think it's going to be. Shall we do it again and I'll just uh, no, no, say that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I went backstage. Ask the other guy if he's backstage. <laughs> I went backstage once, a band called Lindisfarne. I don't, I don't think that's going to be... Massive. No, I went, I went backstage on. at the Dominion and was expecting to see... Uh, drugs and beer and you know all of the the, the ephemera of rock and roll Lindisfarne. and instead they were all just there with their wives and kids drinking tea and I was, yeah. I was named after a I was so disappointed yeah I know you have Lindisfarne. heard of Lindisfarne I've heard of Lindisfarne yeah, yeah. Good. Good. it's like Alice it's Cooper a... in Wayne's World with his mm. it's actually Algarfland for the good land <laughs> it's all calm and so Jenny what's the last thing you take on a desert island then um loads of money because you yeah. wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Well, you Just would. Like, no, you yeah. wouldn't. Piss it away on <laughs> online monopoly. <laughs> All right, cash. <laughs> I wouldn't want cash because it would just be really frustrating to not be able to spend it on anything. If you're allowed uh, Wi-Fi access mm. um, and access to your bank account, then what a great desert island! Can't wait. <laughs> well, yeah, because you could rack up a massive overdraft, and then when they when the creditors come, yeah. you're at, le- at least you get off the island, or yeah. they'll never find you. Yeah. Either oh, way, win-win, right. win-win. Yeah, yeah. They probably would Monopoly. find you, wouldn't they, wherever <laughs> you were. The best thing you could take with you would be an actual Monopoly board, wouldn't it? And then you could satiate your addiction for Monopoly <laughs> without spending any money. Get good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Play against it. I'll tell you what you could do. You could make a, an opponent out of, like, coconut shells and... You know, yep. what's that movie where the guy makes the makes that friend out of out of leaves? Cast, and, is it ca- no, is it not Castaway. Castaway has the um, hockey. Oh, what's he called? Oh, Wilson. It? Wilson. No. Spoiler Wilson. alert! You could do that. Make someone to play against. Yeah, oh, that that's would. Too bleak. <laughs> As an only child, I have played board games against myself many times, and it is. It's better than playing against a sibling, though, because it's just it gets really aggressive with a sibling. My got, sister used to hide Monopoly money in places. That, I bet you've got cuts and bruises from sibling rivalry. I've got a scar from a game of Irish Snap. When yep. I was um, a teenager, yeah. Yeah, Irish snap as opposed to English snap. Yeah. Is, is Irish snap like really nowadays? dangerous? It's, oh no. Is it a xenophobic game where <laughs> they've got to be different cards? Because that's not what cool. What is Irish guys. snap? Irish snap is where you each have, you deal out all the cards equally, and then you go one or ace, two, and then the next person goes three, and then the next person goes four. And you, if what you say matches what is put down, you've got to put your hand on the deck. Oh. Um, like with Snap, and then the last person to get their hand on the top gets the cards, and then if you get all the cards, you lose. Like it's quite a long-winded oh. game, right? Uh, but it got used to get really violent back yeah. in back in the day, and I've still got a scar. <laughs> I must have been like fourteen or something. <laughs> So that's only 10 years ago. A card's ago, but... injury. <laughs> but do you oh not dear. remember rapping on the knuckles with a pack of cards? Oh, no. yeah, on, that... the, on the bus trip, yeah. you play raps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slaps if you do, if the, when the card's got taken away are knuckles. Yeah. We have to hit the yeah. other person's knuckles. <laughs> on the Dump. knuckle. I yeah. remember that as I was quite cold. good if you flinched as well. I was quite yeah. good at getting yeah. people to flinch. Yeah. <laughs> school twitch. is a horrible time especially if you go to the same school as you and you simply get punched on the first day or do you get a strip show on your first day <laughs> yeah. I had big pants on it was fine so I'll tell you what I would not take Homemade? to a desert island or indeed would not take anywhere national treasures 
Well, all national national treasures. treasures. I'll give you some examples. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Julia national... Walter, Stephen Dame Fry. Dame Helen Mirren. Dame ah. Helen Mirren. Sir David Jason. Yeah, okay. Dame Judi Dench. Ooh. Gary Barlow OBE. He's not a fucking national no. treasure, is he? I think we can disagree these with are, that These one. are national treasures, and I hate that is, all of them. He's national treasure that you get in the back of a, like a, a, a magazine for twenty four ninety nine installments. Barbara Windsor. Babs. Oh, yeah, she's a national treasure. M- she was friends with gangsters. No. Oh. You no, her. you'd want you'd want Attenborough though if you're on a desert island. Joanna Attenborough. The whole idea of national treasures it just annoys me so much. They're just they're just hack actors. That's how they are. They just learn some lines, go on, say them, don't bump into the furniture, and go home. These people are not national treasures. Harsh, James. What would you not take to a desert island? Uh, I've got it. I've been thinking this week. A lot of things have been pissing me off and I've whittled it down to two yeah um one is a kettle but I think we, have we already had the kettle I don't mm, not sure James, no one pays attention to what no, so. no one's gonna <laughs> fact check this. we may have had it we may not I would take a kettle because I don't think I'd fancy a hot drink no on a d- mm. maybe at night on a cold night uh, but I don't think enough drop. for that to be my luxury item I wouldn't want a kettle what about no. a vending machine with hot tins of Coffee. coffee that I would mm. if it's got a refrigerating system in it as mm. well then maybe mm. but yeah that's a good shout <laughs> I think we should be very proud that we have a, a, an item here where the categories can include a kettle and James Doody Judy Dench yes I think that's that's quite remarkable what I like you, that spoonerism of James Doody Dench I'm Doody Dench like before she got the, the whatever it is Dame Nathan anything uh, in particular that you would not under any circumstances want to take to Desert Island? I think maybe property developers. I think, I think, I think that, that Desert Island could quite quickly turn into, you know, craft ale and coffee shops opening and yeah. prices being yeah. hiked. So, that's a good so. call. Yeah, that's mm. a very, very good, good call. call. George, George, what do, you, what do you reckon? What would you not take to a Desert Island? George? Alcohol-free beer? I, I'm not sponsored, but I'm telling everyone this. The <laughs> alcohol-free be Budweiser, that's all right. Really? Tastes better than standard Budweiser, which is admittedly a low bar. <laughs> you know they brew it like beer, and then they take the alcohol away. How, what with a special straw? I don't know, but I I, I want to know where it goes. <laughs> I want just to work like, yeah. in that factory. Yeah. <laughs> the alcohol reducing, I and then you just the have food. a huge. T- now that'd be a good vending machine. The alcohol out of beer vending machine. Oh, they've got booze vending machines in Japan. Oh, you see, we're not. We're we have one in my when I, we have one in my building that I lived in oh, come downstairs. On. There was a booze machine. You could get sake one cup. You could get beers. You get pints of beer in a can. Yeah, but that yeah. In a can. That's not me saying Heineken in a French accent. <laughs> by the way, they were in a can. In a can. <laughs> Moving on swiftly to Trump news. Uh, it's just a short report today, uh, but he stayed up till 8.30, which is well past his bedtime, uh, watching a video of himself running around a park shouting, Dinosaur, Dinosaur, and falling over. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've done it again. You know what you've done? Yeah, I've yeah. done it again. I've, that was a story about my toddler. Oh. So, Georgina, what book have you not read this week? This week I have not read Marcel Proust's In Search of Lost Time. And do you know why I haven't read it? Because 
It is 3,031 pages long. It's one of the longest novels in the world. And when it's called In Search of Lost Time, you would need a lot of lost time <laughs> to get through the book entitled In Search of Lost Time. So that's about ten times longer than the average novel, isn't it? I mean, most novels are, about, what, about three, four hundred pages? Yeah. Depends on I the suppose. font. 3,000 <laughs> pages? It's 3,000. It's not even the longest novel. And don't ask me what the longest novel is, because I didn't scroll down the page that far. I just thought the idea of In Search of Lost Time, and I just thought, nah, I'm not going to read a book that is 3,000 pages long. No. That's, That's a real reviewer-baiting title as well, isn't it? Like <laughs> sleep, That really long film from the 90s called Sleepers. Sleepers. <laughs> right, they're really like, go on then. Yeah. Put that in the review. What <laughs> book have you not read, James? Uh, I haven't read uh, a book, uh, I think it's from the 70s, called Treat Your Own Back. Treat your own back. Treat your own back. Oh, treat your own back. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, to be honest. It's it's a book on, like, if you've got, like, something wrong with your spine kind of thing. And it it just sounds like it was written by a pissed-off osteopath. (laughs) (laughs) Treat your own back. That would be a great page for a osteopath. You're probably supposed to say it as treat your own back. Or is it a sequel to the to the nineties kids show Get Your Own Back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Dave Benson Phillips vehicle, you remember? Ah. Single handedly revived the ah. gunge industry <laughs> after <laughs> Noel's crinkly bottom collapsed. People ah. um, are so scarred from Get Your Own Back that they had to treat their own back. Treat your own back by getting it poetry from vending machines in Paris or and reading it. First to class it. air ticket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well I have I did flick into it a little bit and then I threw it down in disgust and that <laughs> hurt my back as well. I've got a bad back guys. <laughs> but one of the pages is like things to prevent back problems. They've called it treat your own back. Put put that in the title. <laughs> Use this. Like there are Stop getting, don't get pain in your back in the first place. <laughs> Subtitled, lift yeah. with your legs. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, what book have you not read this week? Uh, well, I haven't read um, The Great Gatsby, but it's a film, so just watch the film and it was great. Oh, that's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. It's always a good workaround, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, not just because I fancy him, is great in everything he does. Yes. It's got Toby Maguire in it though. Oh. I don't like him. He's oh. too creepy. I don't like him. What's <laughs> what is he creepy What's he done? I think he's really creepy. Oh. I think he's like sort of he looks quite um sort of sociopathic, psychopathic like lack he's got of emotion. Wide, eye, wide eyes, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he I thought it was terrible Spider Man as well. That was <gasps> Oh, harsh. Spider-Man. Harsh. Yeah. <laughs> you know that they made... You know, it's a remake. There was an original Great Gatsby, wasn't there? And then they and made... Spider-Man. And they made, made the Great Gatsby again. Mm. It occurred to me that wouldn't it be cool if authors wrote their books again? Oh, you know, yeah. Like, say, 20 years later, you read yes. a book that you've written and you think... Yeah, I think I could do better than that. Yeah. And they just rewrite it. Well, just... you can't rewrite your own. Only Alfred Hitchcock was the only guy who remade his own film. So it'd have to be why someone... you shouldn't just rewrite something. Well, there's only six stories, aren't there, apparently, according to studies. I'll tell you what book I haven't read what this week. What book haven't you read this week? I haven't read a book called Jesus, Potter, Harry Christ. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this is an actual book. It's by Derek S. Murphy. Excellent. Right. I like anyone called Derek. It is about 
the astonishing relationship between two of the world's most popular literary characters. Ooh, burn! Oh, oh. A historical investigation into the mythology and literature of Jesus Christ and the religious symbolism in J.K. Rowling's magic series. There you go. It's, it's putting those two uh, mythical characters side by side. But you can and you look into anything and it seems like Jesus. Like, t- take my life story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, that's like a classic, like in the uh, with DC and Marvel comics, they did a bit where they did a crossover and they kind of mashed up the superheroes. So you had like Wolverine Batman sort of version and a Spider Man Superman thing. Sounds like that's what they've done there. They've well, I was go- I was going to read it until I read the line um, from ancient mystery religions to modern fairy tales, from fictional Hogwarts to the ruins of Jerusalem. Oh. <laughs> it was at that point I thought, no, there is no, no way that I am going to read this book. Was it, well, does it start, in the beginning there was the word, and the word shall not be named. Oh. Do, do you know that I looked into this, when I, I looked into this, and there's a Facebook group called I Read Harry Potter and Jesus Still Loves Me. Oh, oh. oh no, that's that's nice. thing. My mum was mad about that stuff when I was a kid as well, like, they're all church people, and I couldn't play Dungeons and Dragons because Aww. there was that there was that thing about kids getting involved in cults and stuff as they played Dungeons and Dragons. So, so it's board games on your own. Then. Just Monopoly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't even do imaginative ones. Just fucking Ludo, Ludo, and my three imaginary friends. Blue, yellow, and green. <laughs> Nathan, any books that you in particular haven't read recently? Still haven't read Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky, and I, I nearly read it. Mm. I, I used to carry it around with me a few years ago. I was working somewhere, and so a, a colleague kept coming up to me and saying, "How's Crime and Punishment going?" With a little glint in his <laughs> eye, and I, I did. Why was he so interested? Well, how, you know. Anyway, about a year later, when I finally got to the end of it, I realised the last page was missing. No. Oh. And, and as, as a work prank, I'm pretty sure he ripped out the last page and wanted to see what happened when I got there. But so technically, you haven't read it. I technically haven't no. read it. Exactly. Wow. Well, that's a whole new that's, way of looking yes. at the the whole uh, item, isn't that's it? That's like the evil version of what you do, yep. Georgina, where you write on, <laughs> you lend a book to someone and you write a message yeah. on page 100. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do that it. just yeah, to see right. if they read it. She thinks it's <laughs> nice. Blah, 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 blah. It was really interesting. It was really great. Thanks for lending me the book. Yeah, right. Yeah, what about the cock and balls on <laughs> yeah. page 97, dickhead? <laughs> George, are you not reading anything at the moment? I have never read The Lord of the Rings, even though I own the books, um, because every time I start them, I think I should just watch the films. Yes. And uh, that's what that's I do. Boring. Yeah, even though I own them and I've had them for years, they just sit there getting. The thing is, it's a nice dust. book for the shelf, isn't it, Lord of the Rings? It is. Yeah. It makes nice. me look clever. It's nice, yeah. good to properly. Because it's a nice yeah. trilogy, Massive. and you know, because a lot of the thing about having books in your in your house is they're decorative, aren't they? Even if you don't read them ever, mm. it's quite a, a nice decorative thing to have. Is a room full of books. I I wanted to, always wanted to have a library. And I, because I had loads of books, but then I realized they were all children's books. I had loads of children's books, like Osborne Puzzle Adventures (laughs) and stuff like that. And it doesn't really look like a good library when half of it's Enid Blyton. But you could have a children's library, that would be a thing, wouldn't it? That would be well creepy. Yeah, Yeah, I've got a kid, but like, yeah. You have an excuse to invite children around if you've got a child. No, we shouldn't go there either, should we? Tell us what books you haven't read uh, this week. We are studio at monkeyfingers.co.uk or on Twitter we are at monkeyfingersuk and the website is monkeyfingers.co.uk. 
UK. Moving on to uh, our Panda Spanish. Are pandas Spanish, Georgina? I think they most certainly are, yes. Uh, this week I have found interesting facts about the Australian Bassian thrush, which is <laughs> apparently a bird and not a disease, um, flushes out worms by farting on the ground. <laughs> Don't you think that is the world's best way to get food? And wouldn't you just love that? Maybe just for a day, maybe a week. I imagine there's probably a restaurant in Hoxton where you can order food. By farting. I've got to ask this. How do they know? What? How do they they know that's what it does? How do they measure what comes out of its bottom while it's looking for worms? Because it doesn't tap. Some birds tap on the ground, some birds peck into the ground, and this bird goes. Into the well, ground. does it actually like hover over the <laughs> over the worm? They know because the bird goes, pull my finger. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, or is this a, a lie that a scientist, a flatulent scientist, told that has really got out of hand? Like, what's that smell? Oh, it's the bird. Really, the birds fart that badly? Yeah, they they do it to get worms. Well, we should put the, right this yeah. down as a study. Oh, this is a, it's a whole book. It's a whole book about birds. But I didn't even know that birds farted up to this point. But it turns out one farts so specifically. If it farts on the ground, a worm will come to the surface. So Georgina, have you got any other our uh, panda Spanish for us? Yeah, this comes from. Um, have, have you ever wondered about the term? Uh, he was licked into shape. <laughs> no, but I know I'm going to be very careful about what I say yeah. in the next couple of minutes. This actually comes from uh, medieval times. Uh, then they believed that bear cubs were born formless and were licked into shapes by their mother. So they were born without form, and their mother licked them into the bear form. Like, like plasticine. They were born like plasticine. As a formless lump, Which yes. is something we know James uh, loves from previous... No, Play-Doh. 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 I, like, I don't mind plastine. Play-Doh, yeah. a dislike specifically because of the taste. Of yes. the if you're playing with Play-Doh, <laughs> don't lick it. It's not a food. It's not enough salt in it. It's quite nice. It's not nice. It looks weird. <laughs> So the bear gives birth. Yeah. Out plops this formless lump, lump of fur, like a belt, a, basically a ball yeah. bag. And the bear yeah. molds it into the shape of a bear using By licking its it. tongue. That is what in medieval times they believed happened to bears. Now, obviously, they didn't see a lot of bears. Stupid, weren't they in medieval times? <laughs> yeah. I don't know because bears do look malformed. They look to me, they look like a bloke in a dog mm. costume, <laughs> yes. like lumbering around. And then because and also I always think. It would be very, it would be very difficult to take if you were to be attacked by a grizzly bear. It'd be very difficult to take that seriously because when they roar and their little noses wobble around, I just find that very silly, and I would forget to whatever it is, take your clothes off and walk backwards and yeah. pull one eyelid down as far as it will go, whatever it is that you're supposed to do. To it get. is, it's to make yourself... I remember being warned in the, in, in the forest once and they said, make yourself big. And I thought, <laughs> I have no way Just of ch- making myself big. Jamming down big. cheeseburgers. I don't even understand what that means. That means 
to jump and do a star shape. <laughs> I've got no idea why. Anyway, it brings a whole, it brought to light what being licked into shape meant because I had a whole different idea before I read that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'd like to hear from you uh, on Monkey Fingers. Do email us with your ideas for stories. Tell us what books you haven't been reading. Tell us all about uh, your views on our pandas Spanish and anything else, any other old rubbish you want to say. Have you ever licked a bear? Have you ever licked a bear? <laughs> Heading your email, yes, yes. I have licked, <laughs> licked a, bear. a bear. So that's studio at monkeyfingers.co.uk or you can post on our Facebook page or on Twitter at monkeyfingersuk. Thanks very much to James and to mm-hmm. uh, Georgina and to Jenny for uh, joining us. And we're going to leave you with one more song from Nathan Lochran. Act one, the actress who played you had a nice smile and was cute But her performance was unconvincing She looked nervous to be here, her motivation was unclear I don't believe you would have said those things to me Curtain call, the stage is set, I'm on my own For my final scene The audience had gone home Act to the writer put these words in my mouth He made things worse, he made me sound cliched and argumentative At least the actor who played me was better looking and funny Though he forgot his lines and pissed off all the cast Curtain call, the stage is set, I'm on my own For my final scene, the audience had gone home Three things ended kind of brief No time for my soliloquy Actors demand appearance fees and royalties The writer edited the script But it was too late to stop a riff The director ran off with the actress who played you Curtain call, the stage is set I'm on my own For my final speech, the audience Had gone home, had gone home Curtain call, the stage is set I'm on my own For my final scene, the audience Had gone home Don't go blaming a bad day The sequel could be on its way Don't go blaming a bad day The sequel could be on its way right now That was Monkey Fingers at the Crypt written and presented by James Shakeshaft, Georgina Salvi and me, Brian Luff. Our special guests were Jenny Collier and Nathan Lochran. Audio engineer was George Perks. Monkey Fingers at the Crypt was produced by Brian Luff and Ricky Barber for Bleach Productions. Mm-hmm.